0: You're listening to all the shit I've learned abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK.
2: Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack.
0: It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad.
2: Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea, and I'm here with Steph as always. Hey, Steph, how's it going? Hey, Andrea. It
0: is going really well, and I'm going to tell you why throughout this episode.
2: Yeah, Steph got some very exciting news this week, um, and mm-hmm. it's actually going to tie into what we're going to talk about in this episode, um, which is meeting people abroad. So this can mean you know, friends, potentially romance. Um, but we're, we're talking about this in a very broad spectrum. Um, and between Steph and I, you know, the amount of traveling we do, especially as solo travelers and both as expats, we have a lot of experience with this. Um, you know, I I, for one... Love to meet people abroad. I've I've made a lot of lifelong friends. I've made a lot of temporary friends um, from places I've been. Uh, but we wanted to kind of touch on this uh, in this week's episode, and especially you know the differences between meeting people when you are traveling when you are a lot younger versus when you get older. Mm-hmm. Very um, different. And then just and meeting you know new friends again as, as expats. That's one of, I think one of the most kind of uh, important things when you move somewhere is just having a friendship. Base or having a a group of people that you can call friends yeah
0: and i really think people will identify who haven't even moved far but say someone moves from toronto to london just finding a new friend group that you don't have to drive home hours every four making friends as adults I'm, i mean that's I'm a huge you challenge mean, also
2: i'm assuming you mean london ontario I, when you i, said I that. did <laughs> thanks for catching that yeah
0: <laughs> toronto and london are two hours apart
2: in yeah. Canada. Versus versus Toronto and London, England, where I live, mm. which is not two hours apart. Um but either either way, it's it's a good point to make that it doesn't matter which London you're in, mm-hmm. if you're <laughs> if you're moving anywhere. Um yeah, it's it's uh you know, making new friends somewhere can can be really tough. Um but fear not. Steph and I have been there before. Experts. And we have lots of <laughs> we are experts on it and we have lots of tips um to talk about it. But um I guess to start off, why don't we just sort of, you know, go into traveling first. So uh, again, between Steph and I, we've traveled a lot, um, you know, together um, with other people, but solo traveling. Steph, what would you say is your number one tip when traveling on your own and wanting to meet
0: people? Effort. You have to put in the effort. I think a lot of people think... Friendships will come naturally the way they did in school and the way they do with work colleagues. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. It's you have to be putting yourself out there and you have to be making effort and you have to be stepping outside your comfort zone. Because yep. if you're staying in it, it probably won't happen.
2: I, I think it's easier to do when you are traveling on your own, especially because you're already kind of stepping out of your comfort zone. True. That's what I've always found. I've always found, um, you know, there's been times... Again, I've been in a foreign country by myself, and I actually have no problem approaching uh, people while I'm on my own, whether it's in a a bar or, you know, when I've stayed in hostels previously. I actually find it easier to do it while I'm traveling on my own versus, you know, if I was just at home, you know, in in London or wherever it may be, um, kind of just in my day-to-day life.
0: Well, and definitely because other people, when they're traveling, they're also more approachable as well, really.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I remember uh, being, I I went to Bali a few years ago. Um, I did go with a friend of mine, but there was a couple days that I was there on my own Um, and I was sitting at a bar one night, there was a band playing and there was another girl that was, you know, she was kind of sitting by herself at the bar uh, and she came over and just said to me, Hey, are you, are you here on your own as well? I said, yeah. And she was traveling on her own as well. She was from Holland and she was like, Oh, do you mind if I just, you know, sit down and we can hang out? um and so her and i just like spent the day together we met some other people but you know it's just as easy as that she kind of just saw me sitting there i was like yeah cool let's let's hang out and that was that
0: yeah i'd say well that's kind of what we did in iceland too remember we were out i forget were were we in Arnest? no we were in vic we were in vic that night and we went to a tiny place and oh yeah that's right yeah and that girl was there by herself so we just said hey pretty much invited her to join us for dinner and then we went sightseeing with her the next day. Like it's that simple when you're traveling really? It's just yeah, you know. I always try people.
2: to I always yeah, that's it. and I always try to look out for people now when I'm traveling, even you know, if I'm on my own or if I'm with uh you know, friends. If I see someone on their own and when you you can kind of tell someone on their own for a reason versus like someone traveling on their own mm-hmm. um and just doing their solo thing. And, yeah, there's been times I've been out and I've said, hey, like, do you want to come have a drink with us? Um, and then from there, yeah, I mean, I think, Steph, you and I had the same experience uh, when we went to Dublin years back, you know, this this trip where we ended up getting stuck there. And we met... Um, Uh, Enrico and Silvia they were uh, two Italian friends they were also stuck there because of the volcano that had erupted back in this is 2010 if you listen to our first episode where we talk about that Um, and same thing for the next couple days we ended up just going sightseeing with them you know we went out to the bars with them had some drinks Mm -hmm. um, and you know we ended up still keeping in touch with them years after that that was made some nice
0: lifelong Italian friends (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to jump back on a point you mentioned a minute ago, is that you can tell the difference between someone who's there traveling and someone who's there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be applicable, I feel like, to everyone who's listening right now. Oh, and it goes against our nature, but what is the most unapproachable thing someone can be doing? Sitting on their phones. Bingo. Am I right? You're right. Yes. And we did That's not plan that. That's also a great that. tip. That is just. No. Uh, honestly. And because you're, I, our, my natural nature now is to, when I'm out by myself and I'm just, you know, I, I'm sitting on my phone. I'm yeah. well, everyone does stuff, it stuff, checking stuff, scrolling, but that is the most unapproachable thing you can be doing. So I think yeah. when you're going out with the intention of meeting people, you have to consciously not be on your phone.
2: I feel like we're almost giving dating advice right now as well (laughs) because they say that they say that for single people don't they like don't sit on your phone if you I mean maybe there's times you don't want to be approached in which case imagine
0: going on a date where the person was on their phone the whole time I would die (laughs) I find it rude when a guy used to even check his phone during a date.
2: Yeah, I was but interested. no, I mean more like you know you're trying to meet people, like meet guys or meet mm-hmm. a girl, and if you're sitting on, uh, yes, I mean either way, yes, yes, I guess yes, it yes. goes for for meeting people in a romantic sense or just meeting people as as friends abroad. But speaking of phones, though, I I know uh, again going back to when I was in Bali, I actually met a lot of travelers, uh, solo travelers that that they actually used apps like Tinder, um, some other like you know dating apps actually just to meet people. I'm sure a lot of them or some of them anyways were, were definitely using the app to hook up with people while they were traveling. But I did meet people that were using it just to kind of meet people, make new friends, meet other solo travelers um, just to kind of hang out with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think this is becoming sort of a new, I don't know, Steph, do you know if there, there are apps out there that are specifically just for I guess Bumble, like that. this is a one of the dating apps, but they now have like Bumble Friends, yes. which is another, and I have you can a, use
0: it just to meet. I have a lot of friends here who are on Bumble Friends. It's called Bumble BFF, I believe. Okay. And I have a lot of girlfriends here who use it. Uh, I personally don't, since I'm in a relationship, I'd feel a bit weird having Bumble on my phone. So yeah. I actually have an app and I love it called HeyVina. Uh, mm. That's H-E-Y-V-I-N-A. And essentially, now it's for women only, but it's for adult women who are looking to connect with other adult women, essentially looking for friends. And... Oh, that's cool. It's exactly like Tinder in Concepts. So, you know, each person tells you a bit about themselves. Um, you mm. swipe right or you swipe left. Uh, and I went a, a couple times with a few girls and it was a bit weird in the sense that it was like dating for friends. But then... Yeah. I found, I matched with this one woman, and we're good friends to this day, and she's the mother hen type, so she matched with about 20 people, and then said, mm-hmm. hey, you know, let's all go out for drinks, and she planned a couple of those, where there was, you know, 15 to 20 of us coming, and then just naturally, yeah. you click with certain people in the group. Right. So, I actually found a solid core group of three friends here in Melbourne uh, from that app. so we-
2: so would you say this app, though, is, is probably more for sort of expats versus, I mean, or could you still use it if, say, you were just traveling somewhere for, like, a week or two and you're like, hey, oh, I just want to hang out with someone? I would say
0: it's more for expats, for sure. Okay. Um, but that's nice, though, that
2: that, that does exist. Because I, I know when I, I first moved to London, well, almost, well, what are we on? Like, nine years ago, almost. I Like, apps like that didn't exist yet. Like, dating, like dating apps like Tinder, all that, that wasn't a... It wasn't a thing. I think people still use like, you know, just for dating alone, like plenty of fish where you still went on, on like your, your laptop. Um, and I mean, that sounds ideal. Like that would have been great to have because it did did take some time before I I was able to meet, you know, a core group of friends. And I mean, it took time. It didn't happen overnight. And you know, again, it would have been a lot easier, Mm -hmm. um, to use uh, an app like that, but I I know when what I did have, and I, I think these, these types of things still exist is sort of meetup groups. Mm -hmm. Um, I I met a lot of other Canadians I guess Um, (laughs) there was you know Facebook groups for specifically Canadian meetup groups Mm -hmm. and I mean I'll be honest with some of the I, I liked the idea of it but I also found I was I kind of didn't want to just sort of pigeonhole myself with a bunch of other Canadians when I first moved here but initially it was good to kind of Just meet other people and hear about their experiences moving over to the UK as Canadians. Um, Did I make any lifelong friends out of it? No, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know some people that have, though. Well, I will say, so I almost did a little bit of the opposite. I didn't even think of looking for Canadian meetup groups until I was here for after a year. I don't remember how I stumbled Mm. across it, but on Facebook, there's a group called Canadian Girls in Melbourne. And I joined that group and they actually plan a monthly wing night at a bar here in town that has, you know, uh, Caesars with Clamato juice, like all kinds of things that you can't find here typically. Mm -hmm. So they have a monthly wing night. They plan a Christmas night. They plan all these events. So, and then I was in the group for a couple months and not actually going out. And then I went up to their Christmas event and I was just and maybe because I'd been away from home for so long, but I loved it. Like I felt like I was home again and all these people knew my hometown and they knew references to my hometown or they had stories there. Yeah. And I was, it was, that was a connection I'd been missing for so long that I actually really appreciated yeah. it.
2: I guess it's, it is still nice to have some, cause I do, I do have a a couple very close Canadian friends here in, in London. Um, I didn't meet them through you know, a, a meetup group. I, we just sort of met very naturally. But I guess like I are, you know, it's when, if, if you don't have friends from, well, wherever you're from, if you're Canadian or you know whatever your native country is, um, it's, I guess, nice to kind of seek out that familiarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of, like you were saying, that sort of comfort group, people that you can
0: relate to. It was, I, I really found it valuable. And one of my good girlfriends here now, she, for example... Was in a long term relation. She knew what CG was, the think tank that I worked at, um, because she dated someone that I knew there for years, but we just never crossed paths Mm. while we were in Canada. Small world. Meant to be.
2: Going back to apps though, have you ever, when you were still single, Mm -hmm. did you ever use, uh, because you, I mean, you traveled quite a lot on your own as well. Have you ever used dating apps though, just to like, meet guys like in a romantic sense or even just to like hang out and like go on dates um
0: or yeah you know what I'll say this and I don't mind because I I mean my partner was on tinder back then too but on I use tinder while traveling and not in the kind of skeezy way that you think about I wasn't really looking to hook up everywhere I went or that would have been exhausting well and there was a point in time that there
2: was a point in time that tinder wasn't just for like Sex hookups, like I feel like back in the day when I started using, like mm-hmm. there were people and they're looking to just you know actually date. But now it seems like it's kind of the the dirty app. No one wants to use.
0: <laughs> I found when I was using it while traveling that, and to be honest, I loved it. It was great because what would happen is I'd be in a town for maybe three, four, or five days. So, and I'd post that I'd be upfront about it. So guys who really weren't looking for a relationship were like, "This is perfect. This girl's not going to want a commitment from me." And they would just, I'd chat with them and they'd say, oh, have you seen this while you're here? And I'd say, no, I haven't even heard of that. And they'd say, oh my gosh, okay, I'm taking you out. We're going to go check this out. And I saw so many sites that I don't think I would have seen otherwise. And it was just, and mm. they weren't, I mean, it wasn't any kind of scandalous thing. They weren't looking for anything. They weren't pushing for anything. They were just, you know, going on a date in their hometown where it was new to me. Yeah. So I think they might've enjoyed it more. And... Just had a good time. Like it wasn't anything scandalous. Like people imagine now when they hear Tinder.
2: There are people out there that actually just want to show, you know, people their like where they're from and if they're a local. I, I had a-, a similar experience when I first uh, traveled to Rome on my own, not with a dating app. Again, like back then, these dating apps didn't exist. But I I met um, on the on my flight to Rome, I met a guy, um, his name is Piero. He was from Rome. We were chatting. He was like, Hey, are you on your own? I'm like, yeah. Um, and he said, Hey, you know, if you want, I can kind of show you around. I can tell you the cool spots to go in Rome. Um, and we exchanged numbers. And again, it wasn't in, you could tell, you know, it wasn't in any sort of, you know, he wasn't trying to pick me up. It wasn't, I, I could sense that he was, you know, a cool guy. Um, and I felt comfortable enough to be like, yeah, all right, here's my number. And for the next couple of days, like he was just super cool. Mm. Um, you know, he was texting me saying, here's some great sites. Here's the best time to go to them, that kind of stuff. And then there was one night I met up with him after work and he took me to this like crazy, amazing rave that went on until like six o'clock in the morning. And again, we just hung out. I just <laughs> hung out with him and I his friends. I I was expecting
0: when you said an after work. No. <laughs> I thought this well, was,
2: after, yeah, that took a he sharp in right to <laughs> He'd worked in a, a restaurant and, you know, finished he finished work at like eleven or something. Mm. He said, Oh, come meet me after. I'm going to this party um with some of my friends. And yeah, we just went to this amazing party mm-hmm. where I yeah, again, I just hung out with him and his friends. There was, you know, nothing he wasn't wasn't looking for anything in exchange. He just thought, Oh, this chick's on her own. I wanna show her, show her around where I'm from. Um, and that was that. So again, it's it's you know, you have to a be be open to these things but also like you said at the beginning you know when we started talking about this you know make an effort as well Mm -hmm. um and I guess just not be I guess it's really easy to kind of be cautious Mm -hmm. especially if you're traveling by yourself oh definitely but and I and I get that but you you know again in in this situation with with this PR guy I I listened to my gut instinct and I thought you know I, I feel comfortable um you know I don't think this guy's a creep or anything. And, you know, yeah. I listened to my gut instinct and, and sure enough. So, you know, you got to put yourself out there a little bit.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month.
0: I was just laughing at this because – and I'm probably going to laugh telling this. It makes me laugh so much. You can probably delete that whole spiel about laughing. (laughs) but um, (laughs) I'm not going to. So when you said that, I was remembering when I was traveling a lot on – I'd meet some men on Tinder. A lot of men on there were traveling for work. And I just had some great nights and. They didn't care because they were traveling for work. So they had an expense account. So I definitely had nights where I just met up. And it was nice because since they were traveling for work, it was very intellectually stimulating. Like you could meet up with someone, just have a really great conversation. And we'd go out for dinner and they would have a heat. Like everything was an expense for them to work. So they were trading. So you just got a free night out. (laughs) Essentially, which I shouldn't laugh at. And probably people are going to send hate my way for that. But, um, yeah, it was great. It was great for that. And the men travel because they were just bored. Um, and they were just looking for company as well because they were traveling and there was nothing shady about it. Nothing sketchy. Um, yeah, they were just like, yeah, I'll treat you whatever you want. There's (laughs) nothing
2: wrong with that, especially if you're traveling and you're looking to save a bit of money. I mean, I mean, back in the day when I used to travel on like a dime, I mean, same, this Piero guy in Rome, he was like, come to my restaurant for free dinner. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. And I had this amazing, you know, again, it was like, I'm like, I don't care.
0: Like, he's offering. Sure, I'm there. You got to be frugal. That's the thing. And maybe for any male listeners, I'll tell you, rule of thumb, I think, is if you offer to treat someone, that's all there is. No expectations.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, it's 2019 now. Like, If it's
0: clearly a date... I would say I I generally offer would offer to split, um, but if he insisted on paying and I knew I'd go out with him again, I'd pay the next time. Uh, right. Or if I knew I had no interest and wouldn't want to go out, I'd insist on splitting so that, you know... Just I trying. do,
2: I do really like how this episode has very much turned into uh dating advice, <laughs> but Hey, Steph and I, Tinder, like,
0: Tinder takes me back. <laughs> t-
2: I mean, really like we've, I think we've dated enough that we can actually give some great advice. I mean, maybe we should do a whole separate podcast just on our dating experiences.
0: You know what? That's a good idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to promote that on my own. I've got some, I've got some good stories.
0: Um, I don't know if I'd want to, I'm in a relationship now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to maybe get some like, uh, what do you call them? Like voice gl- changers? almost like ghosts. Either that or like ghostwriters. We'll get someone to record on our on our behalf. Um But anyway, fake names. <laughs> Anyways, going going back though to the topic at hand. So, mm-hmm. um, if we talk about specifically being expats, so besides you know the, the, what we talked about, uh, meetup groups, mm-hmm. apps, that kind of thing. I think as well. So. I was quite lucky. I think when, when I moved to London and the job that I was working in, it was a very, uh, it was a very social office. Everyone, you know, was up for going out and going for drinks. Um, But someone had actually told me before I had moved here, they said, if people are inviting you out for drinks or night out, say yes. Every time, even if you don't feel like doing it. And again, Mm -hmm. it goes back to putting that effort in. Um, Because again, if you're looking to meet, like work is such a, a good place, um, especially as you get older, it's such a good place to meet friends. You spend so much time with these people throughout the day. And especially in a place like London, most people in, and I don't know about Melbourne, but most people in London are not from London. So the friends and the group of friends they have, they they have—they are either from work or people they've met through other friends. Um, and so when I first moved here, i I did exactly that. The office I was working in. I mean, honestly, they drank a lot, but it was like, we were out every night. Mm-hmm. It was like Monday. They'd say, do you want to go to the pub? And I'd say, yes. Tuesday, do you want to go to the pub? Yes. And I, I mean, I did this. I mean, Steph, you were living with me at the time. I was out every night. Was oh, I not? It's
0: exhausting <laughs> to think about it even.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was exhausted. <laughs> I know. And now, I mean, I couldn't even think of like one night out a week now is like enough for me. But, but it was to the point that I was going out four five like even like Monday to Friday every night someone would be like let's go uh, we're going to the pub for drinks and I mean again that it was it was I don't know if all offices are like this and all companies no. but from from they're not I mean in London though you know you do yeah. get a lot of you have that pub culture um but I do still have like it's been almost nine years now and you know a couple of my very good friends in London that I see and hang out with regularly are two people that I met from my first job and that was just from hanging out at the pub every night after work you know Mm -hmm. I put on probably 20 pounds in my first (laughs) six months living here or something just from all the the beer consumption but again it was just saying yes to every sort of social opportunity Mm -hmm. that came up yeah Um, and it's very easy being the new person and being if you are shy to kind of say no and you know not get involved but I have to say that was like, I think the biggest, uh, the best piece of advice I got as a, as an expat.
0: I cannot unfortunately relate to this because coming to Melbourne on a tourist visa originally, I could not work here. So, and I work, I'm very fortunate to work remotely. So I did have a job, but I worked from home, which is very isolating
2: but what's your what's your good news? We mentioned well, this at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> and this is a great opportunity, great segue.
0: I am now able to work here in Australia, so I'm officially Amazing. on the job hunt.
2: Yes, and you can go work in an office now and go out to the <laughs> pub every night like I did.
0: Well, I imagine it won't be every night, but I'll definitely be mm. going out with my coworkers because it is such yep. a good way to make friends.
2: Well, exactly. And like, do you, and you probably feel pretty relieved about that. Cause I know for the last what six months or so, I mean, like you said, you've been quite isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a little bit more difficult to make friends and like, you know, thankfully you've had that meetup group where you've met a couple people, but I mean a work environment, especially in your you know twenties and thirties.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's huge. It's huge. So I'm very
0: excited. If anyone is listening is from Melbourne and needs a project manager, I'm your girl. Steph's Steph's looking for a job. Hook her up. (laughs) Hook a girl up. Um, One thing, though, and this is going to take it back. So this isn't on the work front. So when I got here, as we mentioned, I didn't have a friend group here. Obviously, I was new. I didn't have coworkers, So I was really putting myself out there in different ways. And one of my best friends, who just makes me smile thinking of her, I met her. So a couple of my favorite artists were coming to town and it was, I'd only been here for two months. So I really didn't know anyone. My partner really hates country music, which I love. So I'm with, I'm with your partner on that. <laughs> my favorite artists were coming. I mean, how often do artists come to Australia? It was probably go to this or don't see them for ever. So I bought tickets by myself, which is fine to go by myself and have fun. I'm actually really cool with that.
2: But, I go to gigs all the time on my own. It's actually great. I love it.
0: But, but, well, what I did was, so every artist now has an official Facebook event for each show. So mm-hmm. I just went to the official Facebook event and I posted on the wall, hey, Canadian just moved to Melbourne, coming to the show by myself. If anyone's going out for drinks before the show, wouldn't mind, you know, me coming along. Would love to come out and have drinks with people, with some other country fans. And... To be honest, I got a ton of responses of people saying, yeah, come out with me and my friends. And this one girl, Lily, she wrote back and was like, yep, me and a bunch of girlfriends. We're going out before the show. You're welcome to come. And she has become one of my best friends. Like, she's just That's actually
2: such a... That's a... I've never even actually thought of that. Like, just looking up events Mm -hmm. in the area. And this can... Again, this can either be if you're an expat or if you're traveling on your own. Like, going to a gig or, you know, maybe it's a comedy show or something. But you're right. Like, going up on the Facebook um page or event page and yeah i guess just putting a message out and yeah. just finding people and and then you know as well that you'll be hanging out with people that you have something in common with
0: yep exactly well exactly you have that common ground already
2: yeah yeah
0: and we just had a great time we had a couple of drinks before the show during the show and it was just so natural after the show and then oh, they did how was your hangover oh <sighs> Yeah, I didn't make it. I had tickets to the show the next night, and I didn't make it. Actually, what, I had a, like a second show. I had so a different show. There was two concerts, two nights in a row, and I had a meet and greet with Luke Bryan, big country artist. People die to meet him. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it to my meet and greet
2: because you were out with your new friends the night before. It
0: it was it was a whole night. It was worth it. Mm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You know what's actually a really good one that this isn't my personal experience, but my brother-in-law, he's from Ireland and he moved to Canada. So what he did when he came is he joined a curling club, which I don't know if he did it so much because he really wanted to curl or because people laugh at curling and thought, i'm gonna go curling in canada
2: it's so canadian though like why would i would do that if i wasn't canadian and i moved there i would join a curling club
0: (laughs) he joined a curling club and he does it to this day it's his hobby in canada now and he loves it and he met so many friends curling yeah And, and then that was just i mean tons of places i haven't done this myself i really should um tons of tons of clubs and sports have teams where you can join it's a mishmash of people you don't have to have a whole team that you're signing up with yeah well I did I did that in London because um, I used
2: to play on a dodgeball league uh back in back in Toronto so I did find a dodgeball league uh that this guy ran in London Bridge um and yeah, I, I got put on a, a team of it was a lot of it was mostly Canadians and Aussies. I guess it's huh. dodgeball's more of a sport in Canada and Australia. It's not really a like a British thing. Like when I told some of my British colleagues I was playing dodgeball, they're like, What the hell? Like we thought that was you know, just a movie. That makes me um, think
0: of elementary school.
2: Yeah, well, no, you can get like, like it's it's a league, it's a cool. it's a it's a real sport. Um, but yeah, so I joined a league and same thing. Yeah, I got put on a team, um, just kind of as filler at first. But it wasn't even like it was great to play and it was a lot of fun. But it was all it was more of a, a social thing actually. Like you would go, there was a bar there, you'd have a few ciders, you'd meet you know all these other people, and they were all expats, and that was a great thing. And I met some friends there. Um, I played on the league for a couple years, um, and then I did the same. I, I joined a netball league a, a couple years ago um I only played for one season I realized that I absolutely hated netball um and it was outside in the cold in the middle of winter and you know what that's cool like I tried it again I met a few girls that you know I, I keep in touch with a couple of them here and there um but yeah just joining like a, if you're into sports if you're in, I mean it doesn't have to be sports though like in London I, I live in a city where you can find clubs for anything there's a there's pubs in London that actually have a like, there are ukulele groups and you go in and you bring your ukulele no and you all learn how to like play yeah like and you just sit huh. around and drink pints and you can play and it's like the That's cutest awesome. thing there's a group of people that are playing ukuleles there's a knitting club I was Soho, just gonna say actually
0: I've gone out before and seen knitting clubs and they're having drinks yeah. dinner and yeah. knitting huh. yeah
2: honestly yeah. like you can find clubs for anything nowadays Uh, and especially if you live in a a big city I mean honestly London if there's anyone listening that's an expat or looking to move to London just whatever hobby you're into I guarantee you will find a club
1: somewhere in London
2: where they meet up once a week and they again a ukulele club (laughs) I I mean I don't play the ukulele but I'm I'm almost tempted to join because I've seen a couple of them in the city and it looks like so much fun just drinking and playing a ukulele all night? <laughs> That's fantastic. With a group
0: of people? So my partner and I, we've actually taken two on Wednesday nights. We play pub poker. And some nights I don't feel like going, so he goes alone. Some nights he doesn't feel like going, so I go alone. Uh, but we go to pub poker, and it, we have a riot. It's $25, and, hmm. which, I mean, it's pretty cheap for a three-, four-hour night out. Yeah. Um I will grab a couple drinks. But, I mean, still, Obviously. What, I'm, what I'm paying for the evening is pretty cheap for couple hours out and yeah. we just have a riot. And I've met a bunch of people that way too. Yeah. Well pub
2: pub quizzes. I don't know if they do pub quizzes in uh, oh, yes. Australia. That Maybe is it's called universal. like trivia. Night. Yeah, but say like same in London. You can go like any pub at any given night will be doing a pub quiz. And again you can meet people um that way. You can either be like put on a team. Again, if you don't know anyone you can be like, Hey, does anyone need an extra, you know, team member or you can just go as a group and meet other groups that are there. I actually know like some friends of mine that are married now with a kid and they actually met at a pub quiz, which is really cute. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it's just about putting yourself out there and getting involved in what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you're always going to meet people, people you see, they're always looking to meet people as well. And you know, it's really easy just to kind of like hide away in your little
0: crab shell (laughs) yeah I I mean I definitely have those nights where I've committed to something I mean everyone does this whether you're traveling or home or an expat where you committed to something and you just don't want to go yeah but yeah no of course every everything we started it this way and I'm happy to end it this way it's all about the effort you put in it's true it is yeah you either show up and you make friends or you stay home and you don't I mean, those are your options. Very true. We've kind of been all over the map in this episode, but really what it comes down to is the internet is your friend as long as you then follow that up in person. So whether it's apps, whether it's Facebook groups, whether it's meetup groups, even from meetup.com, whether it's that. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple online ways to connect with people and then you got to follow it up actually meet up. See if you click with these people. Yeah.
2: We live in, in the digital age now and it's actually, it's actually really easy to meet people, but it's mm-hmm. just like you said, putting the effort into it.
0: Yep. Um, and then there's putting yourself out there also, even if it's going for dinner alone, going to a concert alone, going anywhere alone and being approachable and approaching other people. I mean, obviously yeah. you can get the vibe looking at someone if they want to be approached or not most mm-hmm. most people are cool you might have a one minute conversation but you never know it might might go further and then of yeah. course joining clubs joining sports groups any other kind of club something a hobby you're interested in already because then you have common ground with these people
2: well that's it so getting involved in in things that you actually enjoy as well um
0: mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's 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 good to have a hobby so a lot of people enjoy knitting for example our favorite example from today uh so finding a group to people you can do it with even better and steph and i again we've
2: done all these things Mm -hmm. and between us i mean we have thousands of friends don't we
0: Steph? thousands
2: thousands we are like we are experts
0: (laughs) i'd actually be there's countless ways i would actually be really interested if anyone who's listening has you know other ways or wants to tell us their stories about how they met people please send us those i would love to hear those because you could do a whole nother episode on this sometime yeah, of true. just the way our there listeners other, met people.
2: other ways that we're just not aware of. And then I'll have to try. I can always stand to make a few new
0: friends. I think this should be a challenge where we're going to, we should make a whole list of things Andrea has to try. Why just me? Why not you? <laughs> so great. Because you just, <laughs> you just put it out there. <laughs> I mean, I'll certainly do All them right. too.
2: We'll try it out. So yeah, send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. How, how you make friends abroad or meet people abroad, either by being expats or, or just traveling solo or even traveling with friends. Um, yeah, be interesting to hear. All right. It's been a slice. Okay, that's getting edited out. <laughs> Why I like it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. All the shit I've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit have Learned Abroad Pod, and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod, and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening.